G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. Well, every now and then we try to give a little attention to what's happening in Vanuatu. You'll recall that it's not that long ago now that that dreadful tropical cyclone Pam wreaked havoc across uh, all of Vanuatu and the country has been struggling to get back onto its feet. Well, there's some news that's emerged just in the last day or two, which is really quite scary. It's quite Shocking because you don't think of a tropical island paradise as having a challenge like they're facing now. And I'm talking words like famine and children dying from dehydration and starvation. Uh, Let's get some insights into why that might be happening on the island of Tanna in Vanuatu. Helen Blake is one of the founders of Liberty for the Nations. Helen's joining us. Hello, Helen. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. It's nice to be with you. Helen, it's a disturbing uh, issue to talk about when you hear of children dying. Just how serious is uh, the issue of not being able to grow food and not having clean water on the island of Tanna? Yes, it is really serious, Neil. When the information came through to us um, and we sent it out to um, all of our partners, people responded in shock. Um, not realising how a beautiful paradise nation like Vanuatu can actually um, have famine. We normally think of Vanuatu as an amazing tropical paradise with um, beautiful fruits and local produce, but um, because of the cyclone, uh, the devastation that wreaked havoc through Tanner Island, um, which is where we're particularly focused, um, the people weren't able to grow their crops in time and the dry season from El Nino effect um, has just caused a lot of distress since then. Because a lot of us might think, how can it happen on a place like Vanuatu? But as you say, after the cyclone, uh, when all of the gardens and crops were wiped out, uh, replanting of those uh, hasn't brought forth its 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 crop and, and therefore people are, are going without. Yes, that's right, Neil. Um, the replanting of crops were such as vegetables which grow quickly. Um, of course, people can imagine um, it's not possible to grow fruit, fruit trees in a few weeks or a few months. It's not possible to um, grow coconut trees regrow coconut trees in you know a few weeks or a few months so we're just talking root crops like sweet potato manioc the local um, cabbage um, tomatoes watermelon things that they normally eat as part of their normal diet Um, they have not been able to grow in time before the drought struck well when we think of running out of food our immediate thought is you go to the supermarket and you buy something but it's not like that on tanner in fact 
those sorts of reports about people eating unusual food like vine roots and all kinds of leaves and vines just to survive, uh, that's a yes. that's a really shocking situation. Yes, it is a terrible situation. That our news came to us. We sent um, our field leader, who is um, comes from Tanner, actually, now based in Vila. We sent him over last week with his wife. He visited villages that they know very, very well in Tanner and um, gave us a report back on the situation. Um, they are eating the roots of um, vines that people haven't um, eaten for, you know, generations. So um, they're really down to... Um, a very hard place at the moment. Helen, that's disturbing news too about children being malnourished. What did your uh, contacts uh, feed back to you after they'd done their assessment of what was going on on Tanner about the children? Yes, definitely. Actually, the day before um, our field leader, Maxie, Pastor John Maxwell, went through with his wife, Michelle, um, uh, Save the Children had been through... um, one of the villages where they were uh, visiting and had assessed that the children under five years old were the most at risk. Um, actually, one of the villages there in Muffin in the north of Tanner, um, in the last few weeks, five children have died of starvation and malnutrition, uh, sorry, malnutrition and dehydration. So um, that's incredibly distressing for the families um, to hear such a thing. And it's not just El Nino and it's not just the crop failures, but there's also some issues with a volcano in one of the neighbouring islands. How does that affect things on Tanner? Yes, um, Neil, it's actually uh, the island is Mount Yasso on Tanner. Um, The reason why most tourists go to Tanner is to visit Mount Yasso. Um, It's not that unusual for Mount Yasso. It's quite normal, actually, for it to be... um, sending out ash and the ash falling on people's vegetable gardens. It's just actually that this is in addition to um, the problem of the famine, no, not being any rain to wash away the ash. The ash is actually um, causing a lot of problem as well. So the falling of the ash is not that unusual, um, but the places where it falls on have uh, the most um, are in the most difficult time at the moment. Helen, did your assessment team pick up any ideas about the morale of leaders in those tribal, uh, in those villages there on Tanner? Uh, how are the people coping with all of these things? Yes, actually, um, the chiefs, the village leaders um, in the villages where they visited are just really um, feeling they are not coping. They don't know what to do. They express they don't know what to do. For example, um, they've been helped with some rice from the government and also, of course, aid groups um, who went in immediately after the cyclone for a certain period of time. Um, And the NDMO, of course, in Vanuatu has helped out um, with the basics, but rice is not enough. And um, you can fill your belly with rice, but you can still die, actually. They're suffering terribly from such normal things as constipation and um, very malnourished just from eating rice. Um, Also, as you can imagine, without much water or without any water, um, rice is not um, the best for somebody, you know, um, from the nutrition point of view. So, uh, yes, the chiefs and leaders really are in a desperate plight. They don't know what to do. Helen, stay with us because I'd like to talk to you some more about this issue of what's going on on the island of Tanner 
in the nation of Vanuatu, there in the South Pacific. Uh, We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments, and uh, I'm going to ask you how we can do something today to support these children, these families uh, in these villages on Tanna who are seriously in a state of dehydration and starvation and not able to get themselves out of that situation. Helen Blake is one of the founders of Liberty for the Nations. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. We're back talking about the circumstance as it's unfolding on the island nation of Vanuatu and particularly focused on the island of Tanna where we've just heard some news in this last day or two about famine on the island of Tanna. Children dying from dehydration and starvation. And in fact, if you were familiar with the cyclone, tropical cyclone Pam that went through, well, it's just been one of those struggles that people, families, villages have gone through in the way that they are trying to get back on their feet. Helen Blake is with us. She's one of the founders of Liberty for the Nations. They're working on the island of Tanna. Helen, let's come back to the children on Tanna Island. Uh, When you're assessment team visited there just recently. They found kids with all sorts of uh, scabies and sores and runny noses. Uh, can you describe something of uh, of how that was relayed back to you? Sure, yes. Um, it was fed back to us in those words. Children came out of the bush to meet the folks that we sent over there, John and Michelle, and they came out with scabies and dry skin um, very obviously malnourished. So, yes, the children are definitely in dire straits there. And where there has been distribution of some aid on Tanner, it just hasn't been enough, has it? Yeah, that's correct, Neil. Um, it's a huge job, um, as you can imagine, as people can imagine, looking after uh, people who are very isolated. There are isolated communities everywhere. One of the problems is um, the isolation of so many communities. A village in the island of Tanna, um, a large village is, for example, 200 people. That's a large village. Most of our villages in Tanna are family groups of people, and so they're scattered everywhere throughout the bush. So uh, one of the ways that we've been able to help is by having... We have schools in Tanna, so we have very, very good cyclone-proof buildings, which were helped during the cyclone. Um, at the moment, we're able to help distribute um, when by people coming to those centres. So um, being able to get to the people is one of the problems. Um, there are, roads go to some places, and a lot of places there is no road to. I'm going to ask our listeners if they'd like to be able to help today with a donation. But uh, tell me a little about Liberty for the Nations uh, so uh, listeners might know who they're giving to if they're going to help uh, the situation there on Tanner Island. Sure, Neil, yes. We're actually involved in many countries in the world, but um, where we started out was in Vanuatu. Uh, We've stayed with Vanuatu. We love the people there. We have family members from Vanuatu. Um, We love the nation, and we've been going for the past 30 years, so we have um, very good contacts in Tanner Island in particular. Um, People can help. We've actually sent 22 containers from Sydney um, just uh, since the cyclone in March. Um, right now with the situation of famine and people in such a desperate need for food and water, we're working very hard on um, getting funds in. People can certainly help by sending funds in. Um, our organisation doesn't take any administration fees, so 100% of people's donation goes 
right to where they are wanting it to go to. So if people give in to Liberty for the Nations, it will all get to uh, the people they want to help. And Helen, you mentioned schools and as a Christian ministry organisation, a mission organisation, what other sorts of projects do you work with there on TANA? Sure, in TANA, um, actually the schools is the main thing and through schools you can do a lot of work in the community. Um, You can do medical help, you can do Christian outreach, you can um, do education of course and education is very, very important um, in isolated remote regions in TANA where uh, there is no other way for people to send their children to school. Um, the other problem, of course, is um, people don't have money. They don't actually, most of the villages don't work with money. And um, so the schooling of children is tremendously important for their future, for general knowledge, such as information about hygiene, health, um, how to run a small business, those kinds of things. Well, just to recount what we're talking about for listeners uh, is the idea of dehydration and starvation because of drought on the island of Tanna in Vanuatu and having been hit so hard by tropical cyclone Pam, uh, the people on Vanuatu and uh, we're talking about the island of Tanna and it may be further spread than what we're talking about. If it's happening on Tanna, it might be happening in other places as well. Uh, But there is a famine that's going on and children with scabies, sores and runny noses and up to five children have died just in these past few weeks from the effects of the drought that's going on. There's also a volcano on Tanna that's dropping ash and it's making it very difficult for the community to get back on their feet after tropical cyclone Pam because of the difficulty in growing their crops. And so organisations like Liberty for the Nations are doing good work there and and uh, people giving a gift today uh, might just uh, help to alleviate some of the hardship for some of those families. If people are giving a donation today, Helen, uh, going to your website at www.lftn.net, that stands for libertyforthenations.net, uh, is it easy to give a donation uh, when you go online? It's very easy, Neil. Um, people can go to the contact and contact us, or they can give via PayPal. Okay, so I'll give that website address if there are listeners who'd like to help out in this situation. Liberty for the Nations, www.lftn.net. And Helen Blake, one of the founders, she and her husband Steve, who founded Liberty for the Nations, working in a number of nations around the world, but a focus this week especially on the island of Tanna in the nation of Vanuatu. So hard hit. That uh, that website is www.lftn.net. Helen, uh, thanks so much for sharing your heartbeat with us on this and giving us some update details as to what's going on there in Vanuatu. Really appreciate you being with us on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.